Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Alan Elman. Uh, He is president of the Blue Collar Investor Corporation and author of five best-selling books on the subject of covered call option writing. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Alan. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate the invitation. Tell us briefly about the history of how you started and how you got into the whole world of options. Well, actually, I spent most of my professional career as a dentist, and I was very fortunate to have a successful practice on Long Island in New York with a staff of 15 and four dentists working for me. But back in the 1990s, I realized that at some point in time, I would have to have a passive form of income. So I started teaching myself how to self-invest in both the stock market and in the real estate market. And uh, I always had a bit of a knack for math, so I started creating these formulas and equations and calculators and spreadsheets. And right from the get-go, I started beating the, uh, the overall market, the S&P 500, by a few points every year, fairly consistently. And then one day I was reading an article on self-directed IRAs. And in the article, it said that you could sell options, a strategy known as covered call writing, in your self-directed IRA account. And that surprised me because I always thought that options were considered too risky by our government to permit that. So I started looking into it. I got a hold of all the resources that were available back in the day. And right from the get-go, it just kind of made sense to me. It was intuitive. I, I kind of felt like there was opportunities here. So after three or four months of educating and practicing a little bit, I started selling or writing covered call options in my self-directed IRA accounts. And right from there, my results went up significantly. So I was already beating the market, and now I was beating the market substantially more. So that became my go-to strategy in the stock portion of my portfolio. From there, I tried other uh, more sophisticated types of options, and I just kept coming back to covered call writing because that's where I had my greatest success. And to this day, that's my go-to strategy in the stock portion of my portfolio. So tell people a little bit about what they can find at bluecollarinvestor.com, both the free and the paid services. Well, we have a lot of free resources on the bluecollarinvestor.com website. Uh, starting with uh, a library of blog articles that I've written over the last 12 years. It's probably over 400 of them. And there's a Google search tool there, so whatever topic you're interested in, you could locate all the articles. Probably the two most uh, popular free resources on my website are the uh, Elman Calculator, which is a spreadsheet that I developed uh, many years ago and upgraded recently on how to calculate your results, upside potential, downside protection of option selling. Uh, That's probably the most popular free resource. And also, uh, we have a beginner's corner tutorial. Those are two eight-part video tutorials with uh, downloadable PowerPoints, one for covered call writing and one for selling cash-secured puts, which is a related strategy. So uh, I would say those are the most uh, popular free resources on the uh, free uh, bluecollarinvestor.com website. 
We also have a premium membership, which uh, has a couple of dozen uh, benefits to it. The meat and potatoes, though, are the reports that we provide to our premium members of the most eligible stocks and exchange-traded funds to use as underlying securities for this strategy. Uh, it also includes a library of almost 200 uh, Ask Allen videos. So these are questions that members have sent to me over the last 10 years, and they were answered in uh, video PowerPoint format and become very popular. And those are available also to our premium members. There's, there's another uh, 15 or 20 perks to it. You could go to the membership link of our website and download that file to, uh, to see all of them. They're probably too numerous to discuss in, in this venue right now, Jordan. So you show them the stocks that you should be writing covered calls on, but do you give them specifics about which uh, option to sell and so on and the strategy to have it unfold? Well, what we do is I have created a screening process uh, where we screen stocks from three perspectives. Uh, one is uh, fundamental analysis, earnings and sales growth, and that's where that's my starting point, Jordan. And the reason for that is the institutional investors love stocks with strong fundamentals. Now I'm talking about mutual funds, hedge funds, banks, insurance companies, the big boys, the guys that move the market, not retail investors. And if they love stocks like that, then I love stocks like that. So that's the first step to the screening process. The second step involves technical analysis or reading a price chart. And I know a lot of your listeners probably know how to read a price chart, and you probably have a significant percentage that never looked at a price chart. And initially, it can be very intimidating. You see these lines going all over the place. What do they mean? How do I read this? But basically, if you could tell if a line is going up or down, or if it's above or below zero, then you could read a price chart. The information that we get from the price chart is the trend, the price trend of the stock, and the momentum. So I have four specific parameters that I use that you'll find in my material, my books and DVDs, uh, on the best parameters to use, or the ones I've been using now for over two decades for option selling. So it's identifying trend and momentum. And then the third prong of the screening process is what I refer to as common sense principles, things like minimum trading volume. You want to make sure that you're using an underlying security that's liquid because you get better price execution. Other things like avoiding earnings reports, and that's a very important aspect to option selling, uh, asset allocation, diversification, things along those lines. I call them common sense principles. So the lists that we provide to our members are eligible securities based on the screening process that I developed over the last two decades. Now to answer your question as to whether I tell people which options to sell, the answer is no, I don't, because it's different for everybody. One size doesn't fit all. It depends on your personal risk tolerance. Certain options, when you sell them, are more aggressive. And perhaps at uh, some point in time, I might give you a preview example as to how this strategy works so that your listeners, sure. uh, it'll, be more, uh, it'll make more sense to them. But certain options that you sell are more aggressive and you're more likely to do it, let's say, in a bull market environment. And other options are more defensive or conservative 
that you might want to use in a bear market environment uh, or even a volatile market or pre-Brexit or, or pre-Fed watch or pre-election, uh, concerns about China and things of that nature. So one size doesn't fit all and based on your personal risk tolerance. But what I do do, Jordan, is teach uh, investors how to determine which op- which option to use based on that personal information that only they know and understand. Very good. Let's go back to the basics here. For people who are not familiar with options, just ex- to define what an option is, and then we'll kind of go on from there. Sure. Uh, an option is simply a contract. It's like a made-up thing. And one options contract is based on 100 shares of stock. So an option, if you're an option buyer, that gives you the right but not the obligation to buy or sell 100 shares of stock. Now, a call option, which is what we're dealing with with covered call writing, gives you the right to buy 100 shares of stock. So let's look at this, Jordan, now from the perspective of a covered call writer. I am only on the sell side of options. If I could draw an analogy, I am the casino, I'm not the gambler. So I sell options. And when I sell a call option, I am selling some unknown person the right, but not the obligation, to buy my shares from me at a price that I determine by a date that I determine. Now, in exchange for undertaking this obligation, we're paid a cash premium. And that premium is dictated by the market. So what we do with covered call writing, Jordan, is we first buy the stock. That's step number one. That's what puts us in a covered or protected position. We know our cost basis. So we buy the stock. Once we own the stock, now we're free to sell the option. So let me, let's, let's kind of create a hypothetical here. We buy 100 shares of stock XYZ at $48 a share. I say 100 shares because, as I mentioned before, one option contract is the equivalent of 100 shares of the underlying security, be it a stock or an exchange-traded fund. Now we are covered or protected. We, we know our cost basis, $4,800. Once we own the stock, we're now free to sell the option. So let's say we decide to sell the $50 call option. So we go online, click, click, click on our computer, and we go sell to open the $50 call. That means that we are agreeing to sell our shares for $50 at any time until contract expiration. Now, there are different options expirations. So let me just say right off the bat, I've tried them all. One month is my sweet spot. So everything I say moving forward is based on a one-month contract. And options contracts expire the third Friday of the month, 4 p.m. Eastern time. It's not the same as the calendar month. So the third Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So let's say we sell the $50 call option. We generate $1.50 or $150 for the 100 shares. Now, a $150 initial profit, we don't know the final outcome yet, but initial profit on a cost basis of $4,800 represents a 3.1% one-month return. Now, at the end of the month, Jordan, and I'm, I'm talking again about the contract month, yes. third Friday of the month, not the calendar month. At the end of that month, 
there are one of two major outcomes. The first is, let's say the price of our stock stays under 50. Well, the option buyer is not going to exercise that option and buy our shares from us at 50 if they're trading at market at 48 or 49 or anything under 50. It's going to expire worthless. We keep the $150. We still own the shares. And now we're free to sell another option for the next contract month. So that's the main possibility, number one. Now, the other major possibility is the price of the stock does, in fact, go above the agreed-upon $50 sale price. Let's say it pops to 52 Well, the option buyer is going to exercise that option, buy our shares from us at 50 turn around, sell it at market at 52 and make a profit. But let's look at this trade now through our eyes. We generated 150 on the sale of the option. That's ours to keep no matter what. We now generated an additional 200 on the sale of the stock, 48 to 50 times 100. That's a total of 350 on a cost basis of $4,800. That represents a 7.3% one month return. Now, I'm not going to paint this strategy as a panacea. There are risks to the strategy. Yes. But, but I, I just want to give you a, a, a flavor of how this works. So uh, we, own, we can look at it almost like a real estate analogy. When, if we bought an investment property and we rented it out, we are generating an income from that, the, the renting fee that we charge our tenants. Right. Same thing with the stock. We buy a stock and we're, in essence, renting it out to the option buyer who's now controlling those shares until contract expiration unless we take some kind of mitigating action, which that's what puts us in the driver's seat. There's so much we could do if different things happen, if the trade turns against us or it turns out way better than we anticipated. So okay. uh, that, that's the framework. Very good. We're going to get into more detail on this. We're going to take a break. Uh, my guest this hour is Dr. Alan Elman. Uh, he is an options expert on writing covered calls. Uh, you can find out more about him at his website, which is thebluecollarinvestor.com. He's also got a phone number, 866-892-2187. We'll be back after this. My favorite part about the holidays is reconnecting with family. I love swapping stories and reliving moments together. But keeping these memories alive can be quite hard. That's why I gave my family a most meaningful gift earlier this year, StoryWorth. Many people's families are spread all across the country these days, so it makes that much more meaningful to learn about our family history when we're all together. The unique questions that StoryWorth prompts us to ask each other elicit stories that we'd probably never heard about from each other. Over this recent Thanksgiving, we shared many stories that StoryWorth had prompted over the past few months from my mother, brother, sister, son, and his fiance. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved one tell the story of lives through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family members different story prompts, questions you'd never thought to ask, like, what are... What have been some of your life's greatest surprises? What's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo you uh, and photo you ch- choose to include uh, in a beautiful keepsake book, keepsake book that's shipped for free. 
This is a way you can pass on these treasures to your children and their future families. You never know what family history StoryWorth will uncover. I found out that my grandfather had dropped out of college in the 1920s to launch what became an enormously successful company. Preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. Sign up today by going to storyworth.com slash money. You get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash money for $20 off. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Alan Elman. He's an expert on covered call options writing. He's done a book called The Complete Encyclopedia for Covered Call Writing. You can find out more and a lot of free information at his website, thebluecollarinvestor.com. He's also got a phone number, 866-892-2187. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thank you, Jordan. So we talked about the scenario where uh, you've written a 50 call on a stock that you bought at 48. Um, So one strategy is that the stock goes up and you get the stock called away from you. If it goes up a little bit, you probably won't get it called away from you. You can then rent it out again. But what if the stock drops from 
48 to 40, or you know, it drops a lot. What happens in that situation? Well, uh, let me, before I answer that question, uh, if you own the stock and the price goes above the strike price of $50, the agreed upon sales price, you, you don't necessarily have the shares taken away from you. You can always buy back that option. So if you uh, sell the option and the option is uh, lower than the current market value of the stock, as expiration is approaching, you could buy back that option. That then cancels out your obligation. So even if the stock price ends up higher than the original $50 option, you still keep the shares. So I just want to make that clear to your listeners that you do have an incredible amount of control over the situation. You would do that because you want to hold on to the shares, basically. uh, Yeah, a a specific situation when you you might want to do that is if you're trading in a non-sheltered account and perhaps the shares are at a low cost basis, and if the shares are sold, you may have some tax issues. So that would be one example. You also might want to keep it in your portfolio, and what you could do is before uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time on the third Friday of the month, buy back that option and then sell another one for the next month. So if the math works out, and in my calculator, uh, known as the Elman calculator, I do all the math for you, and there's a a free copy of that, by the way, on uh, my website, on the free resources link on the top black bar of the web pages. So if uh, your listeners are interested to get a free copy of that. But you can buy back the option, and your shares will not be sold. Uh, 99.9% of the time, we can avoid having our shares sold if that is our goal. Sometimes we don't care. Most of the time I don't care. But uh, if you want to avoid it, it's very much avoidable. Now let me address your your question regarding uh, the price of the stock going down. Uh, So yes, uh, that's going to happen. I mean, I think all your listeners know that stock prices do go down. They don't just go up. So uh, despite all the screening and everything, we're going to have a certain percentage of our stock prices going down. Now, if they go down just a little bit, you may still make money on that particular trade because you generated an option premium. So if it goes down less than the option premium, you still made money even if the price of the stock has gone down a little bit. But if it goes down significantly, you have to take action. And and that's part of what I call the third required skill. Uh, The three required skills are first, what stock to select, second, what option to select, And third, position management or exit strategies. So let's address a stock dropping in price. When the price of the stock declines, so will the value of the option that we originally sold. So we may have sold an option, for example, for $2, and the price of that stock goes down, we might be able to buy it back and close it out for, for, uh, say, $0.40 or $0.30 or less. So... Once we buy back that option, we no longer have a contract obligation. We still own the shares that, are, that have now declined in value, but we still made 80% or 90% of the original premium. So what do we do? Well, there's several things we could do at that point in time. We could sell a different option at a lower, what's called a strike price or agreed upon sales price, and that will generate additional income. We might wait a few days and see if the price bounces back, in which case sometimes we could sell the very same option again and and generate a second income stream in the same month with the same investment with the same stock. 
I call that hitting a double in my material. Or we may say, you know what, some, uh, the stock is underperforming despite all that screening. Let me sell the stock. You sell the stock. And let me take the cash from the sale of that stock, put it into a better performer, and start mitigating the losses from that trade. So we're never married to a position. There's always something we could do, and you have to be prepared what to do for every possible scenario before you enter the trade. So uh, that's a very big part of the information provided in my books and DVDs is how to mitigate and sometimes even enhance gains. Uh, I even have a strategy, Jordan, where you can get more than a maximum return. So there's something you could do all the time, and you have to be prepared ahead of time before you enter any of these trades. If you're doing it right, what kind of rate of return should people expect, a range of return on a monthly basis, if they're okay. following your strategies, just roughly? Okay, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer that question as best as I can, because that's probably the question that I get most of the time. And the, the reason I can't give you a, a range is because it's very much dependent on factors that we can't predict, like what's the market going to do in the year 2020? How much is it going to be up? Well, the more the market is up, the more the more money we could make. Um, what kind of investor are we talking about? Is it somebody with a very low risk tolerance, like my mom, where I trade ETFs and I have an initial uh, return goal of 1% to 2%? Is it going to be... Uh, still a conservative investor like myself that has a low risk tolerance where capital preservation is very important, but my initial time value return goals is closer to 2, two to 4%? Or is it somebody more aggressive than me that may be shooting for 5 to 6%? So uh, it, it's hard to answer, but let me say this. If you have mastered the three required skills, stock selection, option selection, position management, you will beat the market every single year, and many years significantly. And here's the reason why. This is not rocket science. When we sell an option, we are lowering our cost basis. In the preview example that I gave Jordan, we bought the stock at 48 and sold the call for $1.50. That makes our cost basis 4650 now, our next-door neighbor that bought the stock that didn't sell the option has a cost basis or break-even of 48. So we are lowering our cost basis, and that is why if we master the three required skills, we will beat the market every single year. Since I started using this strategy in the mid-90s, there has never, ever been a year that I didn't beat the S&P 500, and many of those years significantly. Now, let me just add one more thing here because, again, there is, this is a low-risk strategy. It's not a no-risk strategy. In 2008, when all hell broke loose, I, my portfolio was down 15%. Now, the market was down like 37%. So I beat the market, but I still lost money. So the expectation should be beat the market every single year, many years significantly. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Alan Ellman. Uh, he is an expert in covered call option writing. You can find out more about him and his books at thebluecollarinvestor.com. And you can also call at 866-892-2187.
We'll be back after this. My favorite part about the holidays is reconnecting with family. I love swapping stories and reliving moments together. But keeping these memories alive can be quite hard. That's why I gave my family a most meaningful gift earlier this year, StoryWorth. Many people's families are spread out all over the country these days, so it makes it that much more meaningful to learn more about our family history when we're all together. The unique questions that StoryWorth prompts us to ask each other are <coughs> stories that would probably have never heard from each other. Over Thanksgiving, we shared many stories that StoryWorth has prompted over the past few months from my mother, brother, sister, son, and his fiance. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved one tell the story of their lives through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family members different story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what have you been doing? What, what have been your life's biggest surprises? And what are some of the riskiest things you've ever done? After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and uh, photo you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. This is a way to pass on these treasures to your children and their future families. You never know what family history StoryWorth will uncover. I found out that my grandfather dropped out of college in the 1920s to launch what became an enormously successful company. Preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. Sign up today by going to storyworth.com money. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.money. Dot com. That's storyworth.com slash money. You'll get $20 off. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll free 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Alan Elman. He is an expert on covered call options writing. He's written five books on the topic, one most recently called The Complete Encyclopedia for Covered Call Writing. You can find out more about him and his website at thebluecollarinvestor.com or 866-892-2187. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thanks, Jordan. So let's talk about some aspects of this. What is the tax treatment of, uh, if you're doing covered call writing and you're doing it every month, and you're doing that outside of an IRA, what, is, what taxes do you have to pay? Well, uh, let, let me premise my response by saying that I am not a tax expert. Yeah. So uh, I would ask your listeners to check with their tax advisors. But generally, it's generally considered short-term capital gains because uh, the options that we're selling uh, expire in a month. Uh, the longest-term option are leaps that can go up to two years. Uh, but we're dealing with covered call writing normally with shorter-term options. So if you are trading in a non-sheltered account, uh, the, all of the uh, capital gains or losses are considered short-term. And that's why if you can trade in a sheltered account, it would be advantageous to us. The only exception that I know about is if you sell an option on a stock that you've owned for more than a year and a day, and that option is exercised and the shares are sold, that the premium generated from the option is part of that sale of the stock trade and then would be long-term capital gains. But for your listeners, you're dealing with short-term capital gains unless you're trading in a sheltered account. Yeah. And then you talked about leaps a little bit. Those are long-term uh, options. How do leaps, because it seems like you don't want to be out two years on an option. How do you use leaps in your strategy of covered call writing? Well, uh, w- with the exception of uh, buying a leaps in lieu of a stock, uh, let, let me say this about leaps and, and just longer term uh, options in general, because I think that this is important uh, to convey this to your listeners. Uh, one of the reasons that I like one month options, well, let me give you a couple, is that if you annualize the returns that you receive on one month options compared to longer term options, which would, of course, include leaps, is much greater with the one-month options than with longer-term options. So if you sell a six-month option or one-year option or two-year option, you're going to look at the premium and your eyeballs are going to pop out of your head going, wow, look at all that money that I'm generating by selling that option. But if you looked at that same stock and a one-month option and then just annualized it out, the returns are much, much higher with the one-month option. So that's why I wouldn't use leaps options in terms of selling the option. Another reason, and one of the golden rules of the BCI methodology, is to never, ever sell an option if there's an upcoming earnings report prior to contract expiration. And as we all know, earnings reports come out every three months. So I'm never in a stock for more than two months at a time because I want to avoid the earnings report because a disappointing report you know, the stock can plummet and all of the option sales you did for that month can be lost because of one disappointing earnings report. And so that's another reason you don't want to go out for six months, a year, or with leaps up to two, two years, two and a half years, 
you don't want to do that. Uh, so, uh, and, and let me give you a third, Jordan, as it comes to my mind now, is that when we select the stock based on that three-pronged screening I told you about, you know, we have a bullish assessment of that underlying security. Otherwise, we wouldn't use it in our portfolio. Now, we may have a bullish assessment in November or December of 2019. We may not have that same bullish assessment in February of 2020. So by doing one-month options instead of longer-term options, we'll have an opportunity to reevaluate that bullish assessment. So uh, let me just turn to one, one thing that may interest your listeners uh, in, in regards to the leaps you asked me about. Uh, we do have some members that instead of buying a stock, will buy, buy a leaps option, a long-term uh, option that gives you the right to buy the stock at, at a particular strike price and then sell short-term covered calls against that position. So uh, l- let me start by saying is that um, I, I don't particularly like this strategy, uh, but you know if you master it, you could still make money with it. The advantage is, is that you don't have to spend as much money on the leaps as you do on the stocks. So your return on capital seemingly will be higher because you get the same short-term option premiums on a lower cost basis. So that's that's the advantage of the strategy. And if you go through the internet and you start looking at, you know, the, it's called the poor man's covered call, uh, long, uh, long call diagonal debit spread is uh, another name for it. And so, uh, it, you know, it'll say covered call writing, but cheaper, but that's really not the case because there are so many moving parts to the strategy and you really have to learn them all. And one of my books, uh, covered call writing alternative strategies Half the book is dedicated to the poor man's covered call. But if I were to use a leaps with covered call writing, that would be the only time that I would consider using it. And that is in, ter- in lieu of uh, buying a stock. But, you know, if you could buy this stock and, and keep your obligation to monthly obligations as, a per- as opposed to one year or two year obligations, you're much, much better off. Better off, yes. Now, another way to lower your risk is a so-called collar strategy where you not only sell a covered call, but you buy a put below the current price, if the stock does fall, that gives you some protection for that. Is that a good strategy, the collar strategy? The collar strategy where you're buying a protective put in addition to selling the call option uh, is a good strategy, particularly for those that have a very low risk tolerance. Uh, What it does is it creates a floor. So uh, let's go back to that preview example where we bought a stock at 48 and sold the $50 call. So maybe we sold the $50 call for $1.50. Now we go buy a protective put, let's say at a 45 strike, which gives us the right to sell our shares at 45. We're buying the put, we're selling the call. So that might cost us, let's say a dollar. So now our net credit is 50 cents, not $1.50. So if it helps you sleep better at night, having that floor, because remember, now we have a floor and a ceiling. We have a floor at 45. The price of that stock can go to 30. We could still sell it at 45. And the price of the stock can go to 80. We have to sell it at 50. So there's a floor and a ceiling, but we still ended up with a net credit of 50 cents, which would be about 1% for the month. That annualizes out to probably 13 or 14% for the year. 
So it's, it's a good strategy for those with a low risk tolerance. For me personally, I generally don't use collars because I have my litany of exit strategies ready to go if something happens. But I have members of my team that use collars and may use it particularly if they're taking a vacation or if for some reason they can't be monitoring their trades uh, the way they normally would. So uh, putting in the uh, protective put is, is a good idea in those circumstances. So let me just summarize. It's, it's okay to do protective puts. The advantage is that you, no matter if the bad news comes out and the price plummets, you protect it up to that put strike. Uh, the negative is, is that your returns will be lower. Yes. Now, another way of doing this is selling either what are called cash-secured puts or naked puts, where you do not own the underlying share. What, explain briefly how that works, and what would be the advantage of doing that over doing covered call writing? Uh, Jordan, this is a strategy that in my books and material I refer to as the PCP strategy, put-call-put. So uh, here's, here's how it would work. If you had a stock that you really liked, uh, but you, you wanted to buy it at a discount, uh, this is a great strategy. Selling cash secured puts is a great strategy instead of setting limit orders. You know, if you have a stock that's trading at 75 and you go, you know, I really like it, but I'd if, if it drops to 72, I'll buy it. You tell your broker, limit order at 72. But instead of doing that, if you sold the 72 put for, let's say, $1.50 and it's exercised by the price dropping below that 72 strike price, now you bought the stock at 72 minus $1.50, it's 70.50. So you bought it at a discount. So you could use that strategy not only for covered calls, but just in general for buying a stock at a discount. And if it doesn't reach that level where it gets exercised, well, then you just got paid $150 not to buy the stock. So it's a great strategy for that. Now, if it is exercised and you buy the stock at the cost basis of $70.50, now you're in a position where you could write a covered call, either out of the money if you're aggressive or in the money if you're defensive. So uh, the PCP strategy, some people call it the wheel strategy, is a great strategy. I prefer using it in a bear or volatile market where you have the downside protection of writing the put and only buying the stock at a discount if you buy it at all. And then you can also, at that point, if you get exercised, you, at that point, you could sell an in-the-money covered call and get even more protection of writing a lowest strike price call. So this might sound a little complicated mathematically, but it's very clear with detailed examples in my material. And uh, you ask a great question, Jordan, because it is an excellent strategy in a bear market environment. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Alan Elman. Uh, he is the president of Blue Collar Investor Corporation. You can find out more about all we're talking about, covered call writing, naked put writing, all these different option strategies at his website, thebluecollarinvestor.com. He's also got a phone number, 866-892-2187. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth in Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth in Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, Dr. Alan Elman. Uh, He is president of Blue Collar Investor Corporation. Uh, His website is thebluecollarinvestor.com. His phone number, 866-892-2187. He's an expert of the whole area of uh, covered call option writing. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thanks, Jordan. So who would you say this is right for? People haven't heard much about options. Maybe it sounds kind of complicated. Who is this the right uh, kind of strategy to learn about options and implement what you've been talking about? Well, I would say this is the perfect strategy for retail investors. Now, there, there's no one strategy that's right for everybody. So I can't say all retail investors should use this strategy. But if you are a conservative investor, uh, low risk tolerance, but willing to tolerate some risk, because after all, we are owning the stocks and there's always risk in owning a stock. Uh, and you're willing to d- dedicate Uh, I would say on average about three to four months to learn the three required skills and maybe uh, three to 10 hours a month dedicated to uh, entering and exiting positions and you're looking to beat the market on a consistent basis, then this could be the right strategy for you. The only way to find out is to educate yourself on the strategy, to paper trade or practice it for a, a month or two. And then to start out conservatively, and then if it's right for you, as your uh, portfolio builds up a cash value, uh, you can expand on it. That's what happened with me. I started out with 25 grand. I have a lot more than that now in my covered call portfolios. And so um, I I can say that uh, this is the strategy for an investor looking to beat the market on a consistent basis, low risk, uh, not looking to hit a grand slam home run but looking to hit singles and doubles all day long. Now, there's been a big change recently in that a lot of the brokerage firms, particularly the discount brokerage firms, have dropped commissions to zero, basically, on stocks. And I guess that's true on options as well. How does that enhance the strategy if you don't have to pay any commissions? Well, certainly, I mean, back in the day in the 90s, when I first started with this strategy, you could pay 50 up to $200 for a trading commission. It, was, it really had a big impact on our final results. But uh, as the years went by, it dropped to like 15 to 10, recently to five, and now, like you said, Jordan, to zero. Uh, so when you're buying and selling stocks, you're, you're paying no commission. But on the option contracts, 
uh, you are paying between 50 cents and 75 cents a contract, which is really negligible. So I think we could frame this by saying that uh, trading commissions are now a non-event. You could kind of see it coming. It just, you know, there was so much competition for our business as retail investors over the last 10 years. And, you know, one broker would lower it and the next broker would lower it. And then eventually they all had to lower it. And it just kept going and going and going. And, and now it's down to zero. You could see the writing on the wall. I used to say at my seminars, we're heading to zero. You know, brokers are going to make their money on uh, other products they sell, on cash balances, uh, on the bid-ask spread. So, it, you know, it's there. And it's only advantageous to us retail investors. Uh, and so that means even more money for us at the end of the day. If you had roughly 100000 in cash to start, how many positions, how many stocks, and how many options would you have continually if you're, you're doing this uh, every month, you know, trading uh, new covered call options? Okay, so if you're starting out with 100 grand, well, let me first say this. To be properly diversified, you need uh, at least five different stocks in five different industries, in my humble opinion. So uh, you would probably need a, a minimum of thirty-five to 50000 to get started with stocks. Now, there's actually a cheaper way to get started with exchange-traded funds. And those are mutual funds that behave like stocks, and they're baskets of stocks, much like mutual funds. So there's basically instant diversification. So you could get started with maybe two or three ETFs and maybe need 10 to 15 grand to get started. Uh, So uh, let me use that as a framework. Now, 100 grand, I would say you're probably, probably looking at seven or eight stocks uh, try to diversify the industries of those stocks. And here's how you would break it down, Jordan. Um, let's say seven. So you take seven and divide it into 100, and you get about 14 grand per position. Then you take the price per share of each stock, divide it into that 14 grand, and round it off to the nearest 100. Remember, when you're buying stocks for covered call writing, you must buy them in 100 share increments. One contract equals 100 shares. And that will dictate how many shares you buy and how many option contracts you sell. Now, as you do this and the cash value of your portfolio starts to grow, then, you know, maybe a half a year down the road, you know, you're not the, you, you don't have 100 grand anymore. You have more than that. And you just do that same thing. And you go up to like 300 to 500,000 or higher. Then you're looking at probably 15 to 20 positions. I'm usually between 15 and 25 positions in my uh, covered call writing accounts. That's my comf- comfort level. And I do a few in my mom's account with ETFs. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned that you like the one-month option, but there are weekly options that you can do this every week. Would you be tempted to ever do it on a weekly basis? No, uh, but we have members that do, and you could still make good money with weekly options. Uh, one of the, by the way, <laughs> I could tie this into one of your previous questions. Uh, one of the uh, disadvantages of weekly options used to be four to five times the amount and number of trading commissions. Interestingly, that's not a factor anymore except for the option contracts. But weekly options aren't as liquid in general. I mean, there are exceptions as the monthlies. So um, if they're not as, as liquid, that means the bid-ask spreads, the amount that you uh, generate when you sell an option compared to the amount that it costs you to buy an option is wider with weeklies and therefore our pricing trade executions are not as favorable. But another disadvantage to weeklies, Jordan, is that 
hundreds of stocks have weeklies, but thousands of stocks have monthlies. So the pool that we're selecting from is much greater with monthlies. If we use weeklies, we, we may be decreasing the quality of the underlying security. Uh, let me just add one or two more things here. The, the opportunities for position management executions aren't as great with weeklies. You know, something happens during the week. We don't have much time to mitigate. We do with monthlies. So, um, and then we mentioned before rolling the option, buying it back, and then selling your next month's option. Uh, with weeklies, we have to consider that every week. With monthlies, uh, only once a month. So there are pros and cons. Um, let me just mention one quick advantage of weeklies. It helps us circumnavigate around earnings reports. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we could use it for that reason. So generally, my sweet spot monthlies, and you're not going to change my mind, Jordan. That's okay. <laughs> so in about two minutes we have left, why don't you kind of sum up for somebody who has never done options before, why this is something they should get into and what kind of returns they can earn and, you know, why is this is something people should pursue? Uh, let me say this. Uh, I think that retail investors, you know, you, you have uh, – I know you have quite a listenership here with your show, and these are all people that are looking to uh, generate income to make money, uh, probably at a low risk. So this strategy fits those parameters, beating the market with a low risk strategy. Now, some people are afraid of the stock market uh, because of the things like what happened in 2008, and then you start mentioning options, and now they need medication. So uh, it, it's something that what I'm saying is, Educate yourself. Take the time to educate yourself. If you find that this strategy uh, meets your trading style, my God, this could be something that will benefit you for years and decades, something you could pass on to your family. You are lowering your cost basis. This is not rocket science. And by lowering your cost basis, you're giving yourself the opportunity to beat the market every single year. Take your time to educate yourself, paper trade, take you three or four months, and then at that point in time, you can make an informed decision, a non-emotional decision, whether or not this is the right strategy for you and your family. Terrific. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Dr. Alan Elman. Uh, he is the author of five books and options, the latest one called The Complete Encyclopedia for Covered Call Writing. You can find out more at his website, which is thebluecollarinvestor.com. He's also got a phone number, 866-892-2187. And you can learn all about covered call writing. We just started with our show and the Money Answer Show today. So thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Alan. Thank you, Jordan. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.